This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, when we had Hall of Fame quarterback John Elway on here a couple years ago, he said Terrell Davis should be in the Hall, adding that he wouldn't have won two Super Bowls without him. Well, guess what? Terrell Davis is in the Hall. At least he will be Saturday when he's inducted. And John Elway, who is a first ballot choice for Kent in 2004, He's back with us to talk TD, Pat Bolin, and the Denver Broncos. John, always, always a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks. Glad to be on. John, first question. You want to tell us what your reaction was when you first heard that uh, TD was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, I was I mean, totally excited for Terrell. I'd known him not only as a football player, but as a friend and a, and a person. I was thrilled for him. And, you know, any time that, uh, you know, you have the success that Terrell's had in this league, to be able to see that that really, you know, that dream come true of him getting in the Hall of Fame was uh, something I was really excited for for him. And not only him, but also the Denver Broncos and all the fans. John, you were with uh, Terrell Davis from the start. What made him Hall of Fame worthy? You know, I think that, uh, you know, the consistency that he played with, uh, you know, his first six, seven years, I mean, he was, when he started as a rookie, came in, he was phenomenal his first year, and he just continued to get stronger, and so the consistency that he played with throughout his career, as well as the 2,000-yard season he had in 98, uh, um, you know, just goes to show how strong he did get, and so... I mean, I think the consistency that he played with at the level, at the high level that he played with for so long, I think is what made him Hall of Fame worthy. Hey, John, when you first saw him, did you know that he was something special, that you were looking at something extraordinary? Yeah, we did. And I think, you know, especially with the system that we ran, with the, with the zone uh, system, and, you know, that's where Terrell was so good. He had great patience, ran with great patience, was able to let things happen in front of him. And then, you know, when he saw daylight, he could stick his foot in the ground and get north and south. And, you know, he could run with quickness. He could make people miss, but he could also run with power. And so he had it all, was good out of the backfield. So he's, a, you know, a complete running back for us. John, you know, one of the issues for a lot of the voters uh, was the shortness of relative shortness of his career. You know, Gail Sayers was, really had five great years out of, out of seven. He was kind of the shortest. Uh, and that was a worry for a lot of people, what happens going forward. Uh, any concerns as a Hall of Famer yourself that this could perhaps open the door to guys who had, you know, three great years, and then what? Uh, any worry about that? Not not for me. I think especially for that position, I think especially when you look at Terrell and the impact that he had on the football team, why he, why he was healthy. I think that uh, – you know, there's no question, as I said, I heard in your lead-up that, uh, you know, we wouldn't have been in those, wouldn't have won, won those world championships in 97 and 98 without Terrell uh, on the football team because of the dominant, uh, you know, way that he played the game and ability to run the football. So I am not concerned with it because I think when we look at Terrell, you look at Gail Sayers, and you look at the impact that they had on their football teams while they were playing, to me that's what made them Hall of Fame worthy. Oh, we're with Hall of Fame quarterback John Elway, who also happens to be Denver's Hall of Fame general manager, uh, on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffamenet. And, and, John, just to follow up on Ron's question, um, should longevity, in your mind, be a factor when considering the Hall of Fame? And, and if so, how much of a factor? 
Well, I mean, I, yeah, there's no question. I think longevity has a, has an impact on it. I think, uh, you know, you obviously look at different positions with the running back and the pounding that those running backs take. To me, uh, that's a little bit of a different situation. But I think there's no question longevity should have something to do with it because it's a matter of doing it, you know, to be great. I think you have to be good for a long time. And so I think, uh, you know, longevity should. I think you have to look at position. You have to look at impact of what that one player may or may have, may had for that uh, organization. So, um, you know, we wouldn't have been great with Terrell over that four-year period that uh, when I played with him, that he played so well. And so, um, you know, but uh, getting back to your original question is, I, I, yeah, I think you always got to look at longevity. John, you know, we understand that uh, when Terrell first met his agent, Neil Schwartz, after many hours of discussion, Schwartz told him when, when he reached the Hall of Fame, he wanted TD's promise that Schwartz would present him. So he will. Did you make any promises like that to your agent? <laughs> uh, I did not. I believe it. I did not. You know, uh, I didn't. Uh, but uh, you know, I think that it shows the kind of guy that Terrell is, and it's the fact that he's coming through with his promise. And because uh, I think I think Neil is presented him, correct? He is. Yeah. Yep. yeah so I mean, I, I show you what kind of man he's a man of his word, which is uh, makes him a Hall of Fame person too. You know, John. Of course, someone who's who's not going in this uh, uh, next week, but it will be certainly mentioned over the weekend is your owner Pat Boland. And I know you've been uh, outspoken on, on why you believe he belongs in, in Canton. Could you sort of share with, with our li- listeners, you know, why you think uh, he deserves a, a bust in Canton? Well, I mean, I think number one, I think if you look at Pat Bowen as, you know, being able to play for him, I think he gave us every opportunity to to be successful. I mean, he was a competitive guy. He was a triathlete himself. And so, therefore, he brought that to the business world and to his football team and and, uh, you know, his main goal was to win, win a world championship and do everything he can with the resources possible to be able to do that. And so, you know, he never pulled any punches on us and was able, you know, anything that he had, the resources that he could give us, uh, you know, he gave us. And so as a player looking at as an owner, um, you know, you couldn't ask for, a, for a, a better guy to play for. Now, when you look at Pat and what he's done for the league and his participation on all the different committees that he had at the league level, you look at uh, – you know, the success and the, the, the jump that the NFL has made since 1984 to where it is right now. He has had a major impact on that with all the different committees that he was on. And then I think if you look at the success of his football team from that period until now, uh, you know, there's no question that, uh, you know, those numbers put him in the Hall of Fame in my mind. John, and we're speaking with Hall of Fame quarterback and Hall of Fame general manager, John Elway in the Talk of Fame Network. John, you're speaking to the right people because... Rick Austin and I both are on the contributor committee, and of course, Pat Boland is a contributor candidate this year, and he came close last year, but uh, we were both wondering, if you gained more of an appreciation for Mr. Boland as a player or as a front office employee? You know, I think, well, I, I think as a player, I, I was very fortunate in the fact that I was I had a great relationship with him and I was able to play golf, and so I got to know him as a person, and then, and then I think as... You know, I went to work for him as a general manager and, and got a chance to see how the insides, because you really don't see how the insides of an organization work while you're playing. Uh, and I've been able to see the, you know, the importance that Pat put on football now that I work for him in the front office and see how the inner workings of the team work. And number one is it's about football and it's about the football team and, and nothing comes. It's football team number one and everything else is probably fourth and fifth. And so, 
that that mentality is what I saw as a player, and I even saw it more as a general manager. And that's why it's uh, you know I look at my job here as a general manager, and it's uh, you know I don't know that there's a better one in the league in this position because of the resources and the mentality that this organization takes when it comes to winning. Hey John, what was your fondest memory of Pat? What was it when he raised the Lombardi Trophy in San Diego? If that surf won't said this one's for John, I know it still gives a lot of us chills. You know what? It really was, and it was very unexpected. I didn't know uh, you know that was not something I knew was coming. And I think that, uh, um, you know, number one, at that point in time, we're thrilled to finally get over the hump after after we had lost four Super Bowls and and uh, as, a, as an organization and three myself to be able to get over the hump and win that. But uh, that really meant something to me. And, and uh, when he said that, especially knowing how important the rest of the fo- football team was, but uh, for him to be able to say that was, you know, as you said, probably the, 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 the most, that uh, was surprised, but also the most meaningful moment uh of um, my career. Does it give you chills when you hear that? It really does. It does. And, uh, you know, I, the, the sad thing is he's not here every day, so we have a chance to to uh, to be around him. But, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, glad that we were able to get over a hump and win him a world championship. You know, one other question, John, you know, you have a lot of uh, influence on voters, talking to, the, to, to three of us here. Another Bronco in your mind who belongs in Canton, does somebody come to mind? For me personally, it's Mecklenburg because – I was around those Raider teams when he and Gratishow and those guys were playing, and I know Mecklenburg was the guy that drove them nuts. Is there a guy for you, though, another uh, player who, when you think of the Broncos, say, this guy has to be the next guy? You know, I think that, uh, number one, when you look at, number one, you look at the, the Denver Broncos, you look at the, you know, the defense that we've played over the, over the, especially since I've been around and when I was playing here in the 80s and the great defense that we played. And, you know, it's surprising that we don't have a defensive player in the hall. And so, you know, if I think you're right. And the fact is the guy that would be the first one would probably be Carl Mecklenburg just because of the fact of the versatility that he had. He was a great pass rusher. He also played inside linebacker and can, could do so many different things. And so, you know, when I think back, I think Carl's at the top of my list. Steve Atwater's right there. The impact that he had on our defense and the safety, the, the ability that he played and it's safety. He kind of changed the mentality of safeties. Plus, you know, the size that he came with, he was a, he was a very intimidating safety. And so those are the first two guys that pop off the top of my mind as far as guys that uh, should be in the hall. How about Gratishar, John? Gratishar, too. You know, I only got a chance to play with one with Randy one year, but you look at what Joe Collier's defenses did back in those days, and Randy, uh, you know, Randy was not a thumper, but Randy was a guy that made it, you know, he made all the plays and, and uh, was very smart, and so I think the instincts that Randy had and the way that he played and the number of tackles that he played with on a great defense, because in 77, when they went to the Super Bowl, they got there because of the defense and the defense they played, and Randy was a big part of that. And Randy, you know, for a 10-year period, uh, you know, had so many different tackles that there's no question I think Randy would be on that list, too. Hey, John, I asked you earlier, what was your fondest memory of Pat? And let's take it back, around. What was your fondest memory of, of Terrell Davis? Well, I mean, with Terrell, I think there's, there's, there's several ones. And I always say this is the fact that, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was very fortunate in that I had the best seat in the house to be able to watch Terrell Davis run. And, uh, you know, he was a tremendous, you know, tremendous power, speed, could stick his foot in the ground, really, really get north and south, and could do it. We could give him the ball 25, 30 pounds, 30 times a game. So he's a guy that could really carry a football game. And so, you know, he had so many great games that it's hard to put a finger on which one was the most special. But I think about Terrell is, you know, not only is he a Hall of Fame football player, but he's a Hall of Fame person. And I think that uh, that's why I'm so excited for him. Well, were you surprised? I guess you know one of the things that struck me is were you surprised when you heard that he got in? Not that not that he belonged in, 
but you knew what the issue was, uh, you know, the, the, the lack of, uh, of years because of his injuries. Yeah. When, when you actually heard it, John, were you surprised initially? that? Well, you know what I was? I was excited about the fact that they overcame the length of – of the career, and because if you if you take that out of the equation, um, you know there's no question Terrell Davis would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, and so I think that I was glad that uh, the, you know the voters were able to look past that and look the impact of what he did in in the time that he was in the league and the impact and and a year every year that before he got hurt of what he did, and so I, I was ex- extremely excited. Number one, that they wrote, they were able to overlook the length of the career and really look at the the inside of what his career was and how great he was, why he was playing. John, I, I want to ask you about, I know one more question about Pat Bowlen, but we've had Terrell Davis on here before. We certainly have seen him at Hall of Fame events and seen him at Super Bowl, so we know how meaningful this is to him. But in and around Denver, and also for the Bowlen family, how meaningful would it be for Pat Bowen if and when he gets into Canton? Well, I mean, I think it would be, you know, it's hard to even compare that. I think it would be, you know, off the charts as far as anybody that's a Denver Bronco fan or, you know, and especially his family because they all know and how much it uh, would mean to Pat and the fact is the the time that he put in, the resources he put into his football team, the amount of time that he spent at the league and on the committees and, and really helped grow this league from where it was in 1984 when he came into the league to where it is to where it is now and the jumps that it's made and the impact that he's all had. So, I mean, I don't think you can really even qualify exactly how much it would mean because it would be off the charts knowing that, uh, especially for all the guys that played for Pat Bowlen, knowing that uh, he was in the Hall of Fame. John? Always, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for the time, and always a privilege to speak with you. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Great talking to you. Thanks, John. That was General GM and Hall of Fame quarterback John Elway. Up next, it's our two-minute drill. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. All right, this is Terrell Davis. You're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. Hi, this is Morton Anderson, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark, uh, the Talk of Fame Network.